Hey, everybody. Andy Hamilton of Track Wrestling here, back for another edition of this week's breakdown of the Track Wrestling Division One rankings with our rankings kingpin, David Miracatani. <laughs> Welcome back, David. The titles get better and better, Andy. I'm getting teased as a guru. King, kingpin is awesome. I'll take it. You've, you've <laughs> gone from guru to kingpin status. I'll take so, it. Uh, so one of the, the last things you said last week in our show was Oklahoma State probably had nowhere to go but down in the standings with the trip to Minnesota. So, of course, here we are a week later, and the Cowboys are three and a half points ahead of where they were a week ago. Go figure, right? So maybe Kingpin is a demotion from Guru based on how smart I was. my predictions turned out. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think on paper – Oklahoma State was favored in eight of the matches, and not only did they win those eight, but they got a huge win at heavyweight. And then Weigel benefited from the Harner loss. You know, so Harner dropped below Weigel, and and that's the biggest jump you can make besides second to first is that two and a half point jump in the standing. So, you know, he's fourth with us now, and you know, Schaefer is is a is a tough kid, but you know, really didn't have any high-level wins before, and he went, you know, I think we were the only guy that had him ranked in any of the polls, and, you know, he now everybody's got him ranked. So, you know, he, he jumps in that, that 9 through 12 tier. But, yeah, Oklahoma State tends to ease into the season and not wrestle great in the beginning, and they wrestled awfully well and in, in a hostile environment. So you really got to tip your cap to those guys. They, they did a great job. Well, going quickly through the rest of the top 10, Iowa and Ohio State swap places for the third straight week with the Hawkeyes moving back to the number two spot, followed by the Buckeyes. Penn State remains at number four, but the Nittany Lions pick up seven points in the standings, followed by Virginia Tech, Missouri, and Cornell. Illinois moves up into a tie with Nebraska now for eighth, and Lehigh remains in the number 10 slot. So, yeah, I mean... I think the big the big change was Penn State. You know, they they're creeping up. You know, Neville's got in at eight and uh McCutcheon got in at eight. And they're those are big jumps. When you nine through twelve we've talked about. There's really no difference. Nine through twenty five is one point difference in the team scores. Obviously it doesn't include bonus, but um you know, when you go from nine to eight, that's a big difference. You go from seven to six, that's a big difference. And I think a lot of us thought those guys were good enough to be there, but you know, just didn't have the body of work, didn't have the resume. And so they've got those guys there. They've got Vincenzo Joseph, who's 11 with us, and would be higher if he hadn't lost the subject. And, you know, he's he's got a chance to, to jump up, and that could be another three and a half points. And then Cortez is in that, that 9 through 12 line, too. You know, I mean, he lost to DeVoy. So they... Each of those guys have one loss, which probably has prevents them from being right on the doorstep of that. But and we're going to talk about this in a few minutes, but there's going to be some big-time matchups this weekend in Vegas, and that will probably drop some of these guys. So literally Penn State may benefit just by not wrestling in that tournament and then you know, probably wrestling well at, at Reno in a couple of weeks. So I don't think anybody thought they deserved to be ranked or thought they would end up, excuse me, ranked sixth or finishing sixth in Nationals, and they're up to fourth. And, you know, it, it, it almost feels like it's if Penn State can come close to time because of their bonus ability, they're going to be awfully hard to beat. 
Well, let's take a quick through quick run through the individual rankings. Not a ton of changes on the individual front since it was a light week on the college schedule with uh, a lot of teams off for the holidays. But uh, 125, everything remained the same this week, 1 through 25 at 125. 133, 1 through 16 remained static. Cornell's Mark Gray bounces back from a loss to Buffalo's Brian Lantry a week ago and knocks off number 18 Tyson Dippery of Rutgers on Sunday. So Lantry and Gray both move up six notches. 141, no changes in the top 22. No changes at all at 149 pounds. 157, the top 10 all remain the same and not a lot of movement in the top 25 there. 165, nothing changes in the top 12, but Northern Iowa's Bryce Steyer comes in at number 13 after a win against Old Dominion, Selden Wright. We had Steyer ranked early in the year at 157 pounds. Looks like he's going to be up at 165 for the foreseeable future with Cooper Moore out uh, with injury. Cornell's Brandon Womack, uh, interesting story there. He won 422 matches in six Alabama State High School titles. He debuts at number 15. He's undefeated. 174, everything remains the same. 184, Northern Iowa's Drew Foster handles Old Dominion's Jack Deckow 6-1 on Sunday, makes his debut at number 12, while Deckow falls to number 13. 197, you mentioned this at the top. Brett Harner of Princeton drops from 4-9 to nine after losing to Buffalo's James Benjamin in overtime. And at heavyweight, you also mentioned this at the top, Austin Schaefer of Oklahoma State moves up from 23-10 to 10 after scoring a late takedown to beat then number five, Michael Crails of Minnesota. Michael Crails drops to number 11. So we're not even to the quarter pull yet in this race for the college NCAA championship from a team standpoint. How do you see this thing shaping up? It's interesting. Um, first of all, I mean, this, as you were reading that, you and I had a good week. You know, they, you know, we didn't know how Steyer would do upper weight, and he did well, and Drew Foster did well. So that's, you know, it's good for them. And they, they, they had a tough duel. I know you were there a week ago with Virginia Tech. So I think they bounced back nicely. Congratulations to Coach Schwab and his guys. I think this race, certainly Virginia Tech and Missouri are in the hunt, but they need some things to go right. So it kind of comes down to. Oklahoma State, Ohio State, Iowa, and Penn State. And you look at Oklahoma State, and they literally, they could have, right now we have them with eight All-Americans and two other guys in that round of 12, round of 16. And Dean Heil doesn't get a, a lot of respect for a guy that won the Nationals with only one loss last year. They could win it, but they don't have five, six guys you think you can make the finals. Ohio State has three guys that won nationals, and most people only think one of them. Obviously, Schneider is is the favorite to repeat. But they've got, obviously, three studs in Little League champs, and then you got Bo Jordan, and you had Micah Jordan, and then you had um, Keyshawn Hayes and Colin Moore. And they have a couple holes where it doesn't seem very likely they're going to score meaningful points in nationals. But they got some great frontline strength. Iowa's got great frontline strength when you look at it, 25, 33, 49. Um, and then, you know, they're very good at 74, 84. Um, 
think feel like they're going to be good at heavyweight when they're healthy. And, you know, if Marinelli wrestles, you know, we think he's going to be very good. And then Penn State's got these, their best three seem like people feel like their best three will outscore anybody's best three, including Ohio State's three champions. And it's interesting because Nolf's not a defending champ and Nichols not a defending champ, but Nolf is just killing everyone. Zane is killing everyone. Nichols killing everyone. Nichols, obviously, and probably the hardest weight of those three. But you've got to figure those three guys are probably going to score 70 points by themselves, if not more. And if that happens, I, it, to me, I like predicting this stuff, and it seems to me like 115 is probably – the magic number, and if you can get 70 from three guys and you got a bunch of really, you know, guys that are right on the cusp, probably getting 45 is not going to be insurmountable for Penn State. So I think these other schools are going to have to wrestle up to that 115 number. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think it could be a really fascinating race. Um, I'm with you in what you just said about Nickel, Knopf, and Rutherford. Those guys are going to score a ton of points. And uh, Penn State certainly has the firepower that that uh, if Nevels and Cortez come along and they move up that ladder, which they're certainly capable of doing, that's that's going to make the Nittany Lions pretty hard to beat. But uh, I think it, I think it has the makings of a really fascinating race down the stretch. I mean, you, you mentioned uh, Oklahoma State and the depth they have. You mentioned the firepower that Ohio State has. Iowa has, uh, you know, the top end stuff and. And, uh, you know, one guy that you did not mention, uh, Michael Kemmer at, at 157 pounds, if he can move up yeah. the ladder, uh, yes. that would be huge for the Hawkeyes. If Sam Stoll comes back healthy and, uh, you know, he works his way up that tier that he's in to the, to the front of that tier behind the top three, um, you know, that that's big points for Iowa as well. So, and we're going to find out a lot more here, uh, I, I think, in the next five weeks. You know, it's always fascinating to see what happens in December and then at the midway point when we hit the Midlands and, and Southern Scuffle. And then, and then uh, looking further down the road at some of those duels that we're going to have in January are going to be awesome. They're going to be incredible when, when you get, uh, you know, Iowa-Penn State, Iowa-Ohio State. Um, you know, Iowa runs runs the gauntlet there in about a two- or three-week stretch with, you know, Oklahoma State in there as well. So, yeah, that's yeah. going to be fun to watch. <laughs> that's going to be a lot of fun to watch to see where where we're at, what we're talking about in five or six weeks. But uh, you you bring that up, uh, uh, you know, and, and the duels are, are a completely different animal. And, and while we're on the topic, uh, let's talk about that a little bit. The latest NWCA um, coaches poll rankings are, are out. They came out Tuesday morning. Michigan mm-hmm. moves back into the top 10 at number 10. Rutgers drops a couple spots to number 12. Princeton makes its second appearance in program history in the top 25 in this poll. Tigers are, are going to face a test this weekend at Nebraska, and we spent a lot of time last week talking about uh, a couple guys from those two programs at 141 making big jumps, Matthew Kolodzik and Colton McChrystal. Uh, the surges that they made in the rankings, those two are going to square off this weekend along with Brett Harner and Aaron Studebaker at 197 pounds. That's going to be a really fun duel. What do you have your eye on there and elsewhere this weekend? The two matches, I think, that you mentioned, 141 and 197. Really, and I, you know, 41, I was a guy that followed 
Kalajic uh, a lot and, and, you know, like his, you know, just kind of like his style, how he wrestles and really calm and um, him wrestling Keyshawn because he's from Missouri and, you know, so I'm familiar with him. And, you know, Kalajic, I think, wrestled uh, Davion Jeffries in high school too. So McChrystal obviously had big, you know, big win over Meredith and it, it's kind of like what, uh, you know, what will happen at Bedlam Duel this weekend at heavyweight where, you know, we'll we'll see if Austin Schaefer, you know, if the, how you know he backs that went up with a, a good performance against Ross Larson or not. I mean, that duel, Oklahoma's really young. Oklahoma State's obviously really established. Be interesting to see if if, if Joe Smith, who hasn't wrestled yet, wrestles Dwaylon Barnes. Barnes is obviously an explosive guy with some big wins. And then seventy four. Hopefully, everybody's healthy and Matt Reed and Crutchmer can wrestle. And that was the match last year where Kretschmer got hurt and, you know, was out for the rest of the season. So uh, those are, that's a great matchup. Probably the other one match, if, if I could watch a duel, would be uh, Corey Clark, Seth Gross, you know, for all the backstory. And, you know, you're there in Iowa, so you know it better than I do. But, you know, those guys probably wrestled a lot in practice. Clark's number one. Seth Gross may have had the best season so far at 133. That's going to be a really fun match and really opposite styles where Clark leg attacks a lot and Seth Gross doesn't mind that at all. <laughs> In fact, I think he probably prefers it. So I think we'll see some great scrambles. And then besides Cliff Keen, which I think we'll, we'll dig into a little bit more, but you and I at 165, uh, Martinez, Daniel Lewis, and maybe Alex Marinelli. Really interested to see. You know, hopefully we get to see two of those matches, Lewis Marinelli semis and the winner of that match against Martinez in the finals. Those those would be, besides Cliff King, the, the highlights to me that I'll be paying attention to. Yeah, and Steyer will be in that as well. We mentioned him uh, in, oh, that's in the right. yeah. this week at 13. Yeah. So, uh, so there's going to be some good matches to watch there. You, you mentioned Cliff King, uh, tremendous tournament. When you look at that bracket and, and the, the possibilities that uh, we could see this weekend, what would you want to see the most? Well, I mean, I'm hoping, you know, I'm looking at the pre-seeds and, you know, if you, I probably 41 is a good weight. I mean, if, if you just go in order, you, you know, Dan Schramm, Terrell Russell, 33, Tomasello, he hasn't wrestled yet, but Earl Hall, Misik, I think so match. Um uh Titolo and Gray in the quarter if those seeds held, you know, if they're four and five, that's an interesting match. Um then like we said, forty one, Joey McKenna, Bryce Meredith, Keyshawn Hayes, Brock Zachro, Logan Everett, Tyler Smith, Jared Prince, Joey Palmer, Kyle Springer. I mean, those are all guys in our top twenty five. So that's awfully interesting. Forty nine, Micah Jordan this year, and I think just continuing to see if if he, I think he pulled too much weight last year. Fifty-seven. I don't think Palacio is going to wrestle this semester, so that would you know change a lot of the potential matchups. Sixty-five. If the seed held, and it was Valencia and Isaac Jordan in the quarters, that is really interesting to me. Logan Massa, Cattrall in the other quarter, and if they both made it to the finals, whoever. And then you mentioned Womack. Kids won a thousand matches in his life, so he's going to be in that bracket as well. Seventy-four and heavyweight are probably, and eighty-four are probably the premier ones. You got 
Bojo, Epperly, Real Buto, Valencia, Weatherspoon, Bernstein, Wilson. I mean, Jim Wilson, who's an All-American, is ranked seventh or seated seventh in the pre-seeds. 84, Gabe Dean, Miles Martin, Patrick Downey, Zach Savatsky. And, you know, I mean, 97, you know, it's not, it's actually deep at the tournament, but not deep overall. And then heavyweight, you got, I don't know if Snyder will be there, but you got the top four, if you count him, then, then Crails, and then Butler, Billy Miller, and Sweeney. So it's interesting. When we do the rankings, you know, I think we specifically try not to focus on the team scores, you know, and then just let that shake out. But this will, you know, this tournament, if you can place in the top three in this tournament, I think you're very realistic chance of placing the top eight at national. So I think that'll give us a much, you'll see guys wrestling on the backside, you know, and, and that'll show you a lot of which of these guys are prepared to do that, which ones aren't. And a lot of years, the tournament is won on the backside of the bracket. So it'll be a lot, it'll be a lot of fun to see those results for sure. Man, 174 is going to be awesome. You you gave the lineup there, Jordan, Epperly, Riobudo, Zahid, Valencia, Weatherspoon, Bernstein, Wilson. I mean, just you know, from <laughs> yeah. from the quarters on, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Um anything else you want to touch upon this week? Uh, I I think it's just gonna be interesting. You know, Ohio State is there, Iowa's got the duel, Oklahoma State's got Bedlam, Penn State isn't in any of these things. It's really interesting to look at how these teams schedule and, you know, they, they each have different approaches and, you know, not as many of these teams are going to hit each other this year, like at scuffle or uh, Midlands. So, you know, in some ways, Cliff Keene might be, you know, very, very indicative. And like you said, you know, all the dorks like me that just can't wait to watch these matches January, you know, once we hit late December with those two tournaments and the January duels are just going to be unbelievable. And, you know, how this all shakes out with the national duels is, is, you know, when the top six teams are three Big Ten teams and three non-Big Ten teams, the final three duels shake out to be pretty amazing. So it's 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 fun. It's fun looking at this and watching this and, and, and seeing the progress these kids are making. And it's, I think it's going to be an amazing year. So you've evolved from rankings guru to rankings kingpin to rankings dork now. <laughs> I think I devolved with my Oklahoma State picks. I think, yeah, moving down the pole. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a hum- it was humbling. I, I, as soon as I saw the results, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I never really pick team stuff. And, you know, I actually, like I said, I thought it would tighten up. And, you know, not only, you know, they wrestled great and then, the harder loss directly impacted Weichel really positively. So, you know, it's like everything else. They got to wrestle to their seeds, but right now they got to, or their rankings, but right now, you know, they got to like where they're at. I'm sure they're like everybody else just trying to get better every day. So, but they're in a good spot right now for sure. Well, there's going to be a ton of data for, for you to process over the course of the next seven days. And, and you're not going to have an easy task doing these rankings in a week, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot tougher chore than it was this week, but uh, that will do it for this week's edition of the rankings breakdown. Thank you so much, David Mercatani, for your expertise yet again. Thanks for having me. 